Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome along to this week's main podcast, um, episode eleven already of this season. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the Arsenal game. Um, we'll look at the poll and we'll get into a bit of a natter, maybe some more to know better, and we'll get going. So we'll have a bit of an intro and then we'll say hello. Hi, this is Don Matteo, and then you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this. Hello. Um, Hello. So before we get into it, as usual, I'm having some more IT issues. Uh, not actually <laughs> caused by me this time, funnily enough. Um, I've moved to a new internet provider and things have got worse. So that's fun. Oh. Uh, anyway, we'll get into it. Carl, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Better than you at the moment with your internet. Am Hello? I probably on, am I on mute? Or... Hello? No? Okay, yeah. <laughs> cool. Smarty, how are you doing? <laughs> Can you not hear Carl? This is going to be funny if you can't. I'm very well, thank you, Matthew. Um, we'll be better with three points. What's going on now? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Superman. Oh, he's gone. He's gone already. For God's sake. The oh, thing man. is... He's obviously in charge of predictions and stuff, and I don't even know what they are, so I don't have them. So I can't literally run with next bit because. <laughs> oh, he's back! Are you back? Are you back? I don't know. Are you back? I, I didn't even do anything. There's nothing different going on. <laughs> oh, you know anyway. Would, would you be better off just tethering the internet off your phone, perhaps? You know what? I very, very nearly did that. <laughs> it's all set up. <laughs> so, honestly. 
Um, so as I was explaining, I'm having some internet yeah. issues at the moment with my brand new internet connection. 1.3 <laughs> gig, but it's not it's not much use if it just keeps dropping out. Um, so we'll start off with the predictions. So um, as we know, we didn't get the result we were looking for, although we did get the result a lot of people, or close to a lot of people predicted. Um, so I'll run through what we had. We had Jay with 3-1 leads. Uh, we had Smarty with 2-1 leads. We had uh, Carl with 2-1 leads. We had Big Lou with 2-1 leads. Um, none of whom got any points. We had the fans, Emmy Lou, went for a 2-2 draw. Uh, Bryn went for a 2-2 draw. And uh, Sai didn't put anything in. What we then had was Stats with 2-1 Arsenal. Joe with 4-1 Arsenal. Me with 2-1 Arsenal. Luke with 3-1 Arsenal. Scott with 4-0 Arsenal. And Jason with 4-0 Arsenal. Um, so there's a few points going around there. So if you now look at what the uh, the table looks like, the fans are still five points clear. Um, but now it is Jay, Smarty and myself in joint second with Luke joint with stats in sixth. Uh, Carl on his own in seventh. And just running down, we've got Joe, Sai, Jason, Bren, and then still on minus points, we've got Big Lou and Scotty, <laughs> which is just lovely. Um, right. We're not we're not treating our guests very well. It feels like, doesn't it? But um, you know, we crack on, don't we? Um, so into the game. Um, I know that uh, none of us were on the BNC, so we've not had a chance to talk about it yet. Carl, how did you feel? Uh, I was very disappointed. If I'm going to be honest with the the final result, I thought uh, I know when from last week from talking about how long does Jesse Marsh have after the Palace game to Jesus Christ, it's it's amazing what'll, what we play like when teams come to actually play football. When teams come to not shit out, waste time, it, it's mad the, 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 the intensity that we play at for long periods when the play isn't broken up. Um, I thought we were very good. I thought that was probably our best second half, <laughs> our best first half last week. Um, I was kind of fearing that we might run out of steam a little bit towards the end of the second half, but I don't think it even looked like that was going to happen. I think the substitutes perhaps maybe a little, yeah, yeah, uh, Gilly with the ER Wi-Fi. Hi, Liam. Um, yeah, so I just, uh, I thought I was, I was very, very happy with it. Very happy with the performance. And, um, look, sure. Pat's still on his way back. I think he can, uh, he can be forgiven, I think, at this rate. But I don't think he should have. Uh, I don't think he should have taken it in the first place. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, but that's just my opinion. So around you in the stands, how many times did you? No, he's not scoring that. <laughs> there was a few people that were kind of humming and hawing. Um, <laughs> so it was. Uh, I think everyone had the same feeling. It was kind of like, you know, geez, he hasn't scored in how long? And the last time he scored was the under-21s. Did they really count? It's good for his count. I know. Technically scored in early in the second half. Yeah. We'll, technically. Yeah. Technically I mean, he, he scores that and that penalty goes in top corner. Yeah. If, yeah. if that goal stands, the impact that has on him, that penalty is definitely going in. You know, we, we're taking the lead at that point. Okay. No, um, so no, in terms of that. Like, Rod Rodrigo scores that. I don't think I don't well, scores that. Rod Rodrigo would smash that in. 
Well, he went on, won't he? Click on. I know on. he won't, and, yeah. and deservedly fucking um, so. It, it was <laughs> well, when the other one was given, but then it was taken off us again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Clegg's um, only missed one panel for us, so well, he's taken quite a few. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool with him, isn't he? Mm. Um, I'm not sure about Rodrigo. <laughs> that pass, <laughs> that, that pass Jeez, is a tough pass. nightmare. <laughs> It really is. Uh, we were in northeast lower, and it were coming towards us. And the second he kicked it, we're like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> it didn't get any better from there. It didn't think, look any better from the him. south stand either. No, no. Well, obviously, <laughs> me and you sit quite near each other. And I, I, as yeah. soon as I saw it lift off, like you know, they might as well have had a fucking countdown next to it or something on board. Yeah. I saw. I thought. What I mean, the fuck's he doing? I just give went, it to him. Why? Hell of a finish. That, and that, that's oh, what yeah. we don't do. Hey, when when, when there's teams fight. that slip up against us and give us an opportunity to to punish them, we don't. We don't take that. And and they did. You know, we presented that to them and they took it and they took it well. Um, mm. So, Smarty, I'll come to you then. Given what happened in the first half, given everything that happened in the second half, on balance, what did we deserve out of the game? At the very, very minimum, a well-deserved point. Absolutely. Because mm. we were like a fucking fire blanket in the second half. We just suffocated them. We we didn't let them breathe. They were constantly under pressure. It was it was glorious. I mean, it was just a shame that we didn't manage to get through and actually score a chuffing goal. I mean, like, you know, we had quite a few chances, you know, but are we are we at a point now where the team is um, that desperate for a goal or that desperate for points that we're you know, we're, you know well obviously we're missing quite easy chances and all that sort of stuff but is it we need a goal off his ass cheek sort of thing to kind of get the ball going or you know are we, are we at that stage now um, it, it was a shame because like I say the, the passing the the movement um, the attacking the defense everything was clicking apart from Rodrigo and his and his silly pass. That aside, I thought Rodrigo had a decent game up until then. After that, his head gone, you know, and, and, and rightly so, Jesse Marsh, you know, subbed him and brought Bamford on. And the minute that lad stepped on the pitch, he were absolutely fire. It's just a shame he can't seem to bury his chances. But then it's not down to Pat, Patrick Bamford to score all our goals. You know, there's there's yeah. nine other outfield players that are there, you know, you know, give or take, that should be able to pop one in every now and again. So, you know, it's it's down, it's a team effort, it's down to the whole team. You know, some of them had a very, very good chance towards end of the game that he should have Jesus, probably buried, yeah. you know. So, so it's not just him, it, it's everyone. So but you gotta you've got to try and focus on the positives. It's a marked, you know, improvement on on um the game at Palace, the game of against uh, Villa. We're going in the right direction. I think it just takes it's just gotta take something. And I think if we can get something against Leicester, um, and hopefully you know, get get three points. I think that'll give us a springboard then to, to kind of crack on then and get as many points on board and get a few places higher in the table um, whilst we're obviously looking at the World Cup then. But no, I, I can't really knock the lads. I think I thought they were fantastic. I thought Arsenal were, a, were a, a, a very good side. Don't look like the Premier League winners to me, if I'm totally honest, based on what I've seen. Well, they've got quite a lot of individual quality, but time will tell, won't it? But yeah, I enjoyed it and it was, good. It was a good game. It was a good game to watch as well. Just a shame about the result, really. It is. Um, so there, there were a, a bit of a a tete-a-tete -tete between Bamford and Gabriel. Um, so, you know, we saw a red card given, a red card taken back, a yellow card given and, and so on. Carl, from your position, 
I don't know how much you got to see or whether you've been able to see it back because it would have been the other end of the pitch from you, wouldn't it? Um, so from a from a, a viewpoint of the way that that all of that played out, so um, having looked at it, Gabriel's got hold of Bamford before the ball comes in. Ball comes in, Bamford can't challenge for it because he's got his arms around him. Mm-hmm. Ball breaks out to the far post and then comes back in. Bit of a shove. It looked to yeah. me like it was more hip than anything, but a bit of a shove. Uh, Gabriel's nudged away from it. Yeah. Paddy scores. Um, but we're in a we're in a position where um, we, we've got we've got defense, we've got Saliba, we've got we've got Gabriel that kind of play in that nasty game, that naughty game. Um, you know, the the, the nudging, the the the, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. the complaining about every tackle that goes in, diving around. Is that something that? In order to be successful in this league, you need to have. Um, well, to go back and and just see if um, the Bam- like what what I met out of the Bamford goal. So right, you're still there. You're still there, Gilly. We can see you. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if you can hear us though, can he? Um, but I just from what I could see of the Bamford goal, it looked very much like he might have nudged him. I am um, just. <laughs> Going well, uh, yeah, um, and it, it did look like he had nudged him, but I don't think if if it was enough to to get uh, Gabriel out of the way, I think the, the defender needs to hit the floor for that to be a foul. That 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 for me is a jostle in the box. Maybe you know other way around. We're thinking, well, we're lucky we got lucky there. Like, but you like the, the there there's an element of physicality like you're not going to be able to not touch someone if you're going up for a header or you're trying to win a ball and like it's not like he put his foot across him there was nothing there i, don't, I like it looked like gabriel went up for a header and bamford kind of yeah and he missed it and it bamford was kind of didn't jump off the ground and it made him look maybe perhaps more like a, a shove than it than than it actually was but I don't think um, I don't think there was enough in it to uh, to warrant it being a foul. I think the the defender should have been stronger, in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely not a foul. You know, I mean, I you can understand so. why you would give a very, very, very soft foul. But hmm. when when you think back, I mean, I, I don't know how many times we're going to refer to this. So I, I, I must have done it like at least every last about three weeks we've we've uh, recently had. But when Rodrigo was fouled by fuck, I can't even remember what key put it on now. It's that long ago. They were taken out in box of a similar challenge. The keeper came out and, and, and completely took him out, and he were on floor. Yet, when yeah. it, when in middle in the middle of the field, we got a free kick for it. Mm-hmm. There's no difference between that one from the keeper on Rodrigo than what Bamford did, and it were a hell of a lot softer challenge because he, like you said, he's not gone on the floor. He's been moved out of the way, and Bamford smashed it straight down the keeper's throat. Yeah, you know, like you said, it's just it's just inconsistencies, and it's just something that we're seeing all the time. There was that was one of the softest things I've ever seen in my life, and it should have stood. So it's bullshit. It See, made that one absolute fucking bollocks up. It was uh, like I feel it was because if we if the, the tide completely t- turns then on the game and and we're we were very much on top regardless of whether we were one 0 down or not. But that that puts a different emphasis on it for us and for Arsenal. They have mm-hmm. to now start coming at us, but run the risk of well, we run the risk as well, obviously, but. We were the team in the ascendancy for large portions of the second half, and that you know, 
like you said earlier, that penalty goes in, we win that game two one, and my prediction's great, and I'm five points in, and it's happy days. Like, but um, <laughs> I think, uh, like going back to Gabriel's, I don't know whether whether they were tactics or he was lucky to get away with it or what he was, but if Bamford was in any way clued in and not as honest as he is sometimes, he probably should have gone down when he was put through and Gabriel had his arms around him at one point uh, as he was going through, if he had any brains at all. All right. Well, that looks clear. That looks really yeah. clear, that doesn't Jesus. it? Jesus. You're on your phone now. We'll see if that's any better. All right. <laughs> um, I don't like... Fucking <laughs> gegs it, look. Yeah. <laughs> gegs it. <laughs> Uh, we're just talking about the, the, the through ball that was played in for Bamford Gilly, where uh, Gabriel had his arms around him, which was, which came after the goal. And I was just saying to Smarty there, if he had Bamford in any brains about him, he'd played the same game as Gabriel did, and he'd have gone over like a sack of spuds, you know? Last man would have been sent off. It was Saliba, wasn't it? Oh, was it Saliba? Excuse Saliba. me, sorry. Or Saliba, yeah, yeah. You're very quiet, Gilly. Goal. <laughs> just to add to your woes there yeah <laughs> just start using flags and then and, and little little boards start writing on a little board somewhere oh yeah easy um, um so, how's that so, oh cheers yeah how are you getting on yeah better yeah. oh yeah we've got a, we've got a customer complaint gilly any chance we can get the part of that yeah i need to do bnt i haven't done that yet yes we will yes yeah. Sorry, uh, so yeah, Saliba, Saliba. I, I don't know how you say his name, but yeah, I yeah. think that's who, who pulled Bamford back when he was running through. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it takes me back to Bamford being fouled a couple of times and then having to turn around to a referee and saying, "What do you want me to do? Do I have to dive to get a decision?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, we we absolutely pilloried Bamford for diving against Villa three or four years ago because um, we ate it and we all remember Adrian. Um, and we can't be asked with any of that anymore. But um, if you're not getting the decisions otherwise, what are players going to do? Yeah, I th- like I think we need to be more cute about how we do things uh, a lot more lately as well. Because if other teams are getting away with it like that, granted, we can probably go on and it's probably the top six bias or whatever the case may be. But maybe we do need to be a bit more cute like that when it comes to to playing the bigger teams. If if we know we're on top and we know what they're they're antics might be why why not just play them at their own game in that respect you know but then people the lads on the pitch are still that you know that they've still got kind of bielsa's vision in you know with with how to play football you know a gentleman's mm. game and all that sort of stuff and i think that's still insti- still instilled in quite a lot of the lads uh maybe not the new ones uh, but cer- certainly certainly the bielsa boys um it's, you know it's just not cricket is it as this a you know, throwing yourself mm. around and stuff like that. But you know, I think I think as the as the old guard moves out steadily, I think the, you, the new guys that come in, I think that'll probably be part of our. Uh, should we maintain our Premier League status? Of course, uh, I think it'll be part of our how we go forward. But you don't want to see it, do yeah. you? I mean, we've seen. We, I mean, we've been blessed over the last few years with with good football, and and you don't want to see it as a fan. I don't want to see it. I hate it when I see other fan uh, other uh, footballers do it. And to, to think that, you know, someone in our team would start throwing himself around, you know, Adrian style. I don't I don't yeah. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that <laughs> no. at all. But I mean, up till this weekend, we hadn't had a single VAR decision go our way. 
Mm-hmm. That, you know, and then do, we get a frigging bucket load of them. Yeah, do you well, think minus, uh, minus the end. Do you think we got the VAR decision for the penalty because of that article that came out on the Saturday morning? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like well, do you think it was just like got to give him one at least. Well, like I, I saw some uh, some lad uh, comment on Twitter going, "Ah, sure, you know, lads, the law of averages." And I was like, "Well, hold on, we went fifty nine games without a penalty at one stage. Where's the law of averages there? That's that's the most fucked, fucked up law of averages I've ever seen, <laughs> you know." But, um, but yeah, there's a couple of um, oh, actually no, we're going to save that one. Sorry. Um, so uh, yeah, to, to just expand on that point because I, I just remember what the what the poll options were. Um, but just to oh, yeah. kind of expand on that point a bit, yes, we got one thing in our favour from VAR, which I think we were one of four teams that hadn't had anything um, in the run up to it. But um, we got one thing, but we had umpteen against us. So on balance, we still didn't come out ahead. <laughs> we yeah. just got one decision in our favour. Um, yeah, we true. didn't even take advantage of that. <laughs> and, and they had an, a red card overturned because of fucking VAR as well. And you're like, well, that's yeah. fair enough, you know. But, mm. And that that you know that just just the last bit on that is um, my view of that was you had a player that um, that you know there'd been a tussle, whatever. Regardless. To my mind, regardless of whether Bamford has fouled him or not, is that not irrelevant? Once there's somebody's kicked out, surely that's a red, regardless of what's gone before. That's yeah. violent conduct, isn't it? Regardless, but, of, like it, you get you get a, a red, like you're saying there, you get a red card if you get into a scuffle and you go face to face or head to head with someone, you get a red card straight away, whether the whether you've committed the foul or not. Yeah, you know, you're, you're right, always told not to retaliate because yeah. when you retaliate, it's worse. So yeah. what what? What we've seen at the weekend is, Carl, me and you are playing football. You're playing against me. You come in and tackle me and I don't like it. I turn around and lamp you because it's been seen as a free kick. Mm. It don't work like that. I, I don't just get a yellow card because no. you fouled me mm. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, that's like saying, well, you started it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what? Oh, it's, that's it's, all right. It should then. have been viewed as two separate incidents, shouldn't they? There should have been the initial foul, which yeah. apparently, but you know, you can literally see the fucker. He's looking at Bamford. He's, he's timing his run. Yeah. He's looking where he's going. And he's just gone. He's completely, you know, back checked him, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He's body checked him. He's thrown himself on floor and then he's booted him. So there's the foul that Bamford has committed, you know, bollocks. But Bamford's committed a foul and bowled him over in there. Then he's kicked him. So at what point? Do you um, take that act of aggression, that red card offence, and turn it into a yellow card of offence? Oh, well, it actually, yeah, he fouled you, so yeah, you're all right to kick him a bit. Exactly. Well, that's, well, that's bollocks, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. At the end of the day, he's kicked out. You know, Beckham, we, we've seen that many times, you know, that many players have been sent out, sent off of the pitch for the same sort of things. Beckham's probably one of the most famous one when he kicked out at World Cup in 1998. 1998. Yeah. You know, 24, 20, you know, 20 odd years later, it, someone else is doing the same thing. The game's more strict. Players can't get away with near, nowhere near enough shit, but yet we'll, oh no, actually, we'll rescind the red. We'll, we'll give you a yellow instead. It's fucking bollocks, man. And now they can't do anything about it because the referee's given the booking. So it's not even yeah. like they can do a retrospective view of it now because it's in the yeah. referee's yeah. report and he's already made his decision. And he saw it via the screen. It, it all stinks. It really stinks. Yeah. It stinks to high heaven, yeah. like. But that said, um, the what I, I think coming back to your points, Matt, I think that there are a lot of positives we can take from the game. I've not I've not listened to anything that Jesse said after the game. I've not watched match at day two because they can 
they can piss off and get in C. Uh, yeah. But there's a the, the, and we we're desperate for points. I'm really worried. I am really worried, and we're desperate for points. But there are a lot of positives that you can take from that second half. You're right. We absolutely the whole game. In, in, in reality, yeah. the whole game. I think we yeah. played all right the whole game. I think we just we just went that extra gear in the second half. And I don't know whether that's because of Bamford's influence or whether it's because the guys have fought or whether Jesse Marsh has got them in changing rooms, clunked their heads together and said, "Come on, lads, let's fucking you know, let let's dig deep here and let's let's put a performance on because we need to." Like you said, I I don't think I'm worried. But I think we do need to start getting points on board now. And, and Leicester and, and Fulham obviously aren't must win. But if we are to maintain our Premier League status, then we need to be beating teams like Leicester who are in the mud and Fulham that have just been freshly promoted to the Premier League again and uh, and aren't doing too fantastic themselves. So, in fact, yeah. am, I, am I talking shite there? Like where, are they, where are they, Fulham, actually? I think they're about 12th. Oh, well, so they're higher yeah. than us in the league. Then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're higher than us in the league. Sorry, However, sorry, sorry, um, just one other, one other element, just a bit of a facet on that is we didn't get to play Forest, and Forest were properly in the mud at the point at which we would have been playing them. How much yeah. better would you be feeling so if we had another three points under our belt? Yeah, and, and, and the scum were as well. So yeah. how much better yeah. would, would it have been had we been able to play during that period and, you know... Hopefully, would have been able to get some points because we were against sides that that, that really were playing poorly. I mean, we're not going to know, but but you know, the, on those th- sorts of things, you can you can impact the the way that a team's playing, can't you? So um, yeah. we'll just move on to the next part. So hopefully, Smart is ready for this, but I'll give him uh, about three and a half seconds while I run VT. Twitter poll results. Loads of time to get Born ready. ready. Born ready, me. <laughs> um. This is the poll part of the show, obviously. Um, each week, we ask the listeners to vote for the main subject of our podcast via a Twitter poll. Um, this week's options are touchline bans and the inconsistencies. Um, when is club legend status achieved? Is the left-back position still up for grabs? And Bamford's goal drought. And the winner is Parched Rick Bamford. See what I did there? I'll tell you what. The, the, these these poll options are just absolutely fantastic. I don't know who does it like <laughs> It's all banter, isn't it? Um, uh, so with forty percent parched, Rick Bamford. Do we need to worry about Bamford? I mean, I mean, there's, there, there is obviously. I mean, I've said enough. I think over the last few weeks, to be honest, I, I've not exactly, you know, put him in the, a golden light. But do we still buy a, um, a another striker in January? Do we stick with Bamford? I mean, obviously he didn't start, and he started Rodrigo. You know, does, does Bamford start against Leicester? What are we thinking after after his performance against Arsenal, chaps? Go for it. You want me to? Um, so I, I think that if if Bamford's fit, he, he plays. Um, if we enter the transfer window with a fit Bamford and fit in inverted commas, because we know that he's being mollycoddled through and, and wrapped in cotton wool and whatever else, they're managing his fitness. Uh, it gives Rads an, an absolute straight stonewall um, option to avoid going into his pocket. Um, I, I, I don't think Do we sign think anyone. So, I don't think we sign well, anyone. Uh, no, take that. What you think the club will do, and what would you do personally? Oh, absolutely, fan of the club. One hundred percent. Get a, get a striker in. We're absolutely crying out for it. One hundred percent. Yeah. What do you think the 49ers who were there um, against 
um, fucking Arsenal. What do you think they were thinking when they obviously their best striker at the club can't finish his dinner? What do you think? What do you think? What sort of picture do you think it plays plays them? Our best period of the game started. So I, I think you're right. We played pretty well the full game, but our best period in the game started with him on the pitch. Hmm. And I think the influence he has on our ability to play football the way that we want to play football can't be underestimated. He needs to get his shooting boots on, but he still influences us positively in in, in the way that we're able to play the game while he's on the pitch. Um, we're absolutely desperate for a goal-getter. Um, you know, I wanted Skamaka to come in. We we talked about all sorts of different strikers over the summer. Um, I were desperate for us to make a move to the point where I, I would have even taken Shea Adams towards the end when in the start of the window. I'm like, fuck that, I don't want to do with that. But, you know, somebody that, that has played in the league and probably would be okay with being a sub um, if everybody's fit, but getting minutes and what have you. Um, I get the point at that slows the progression for some of the youth players. It, it's going to limit their um, their their involvement in first team football. But as as we, the other side of that argument is, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Um, is they need to force their way into that side, and if they're going to be good enough, well, okay, off you go, show it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, I, I'm I'm not convinced about that argument. One hundred percent, we need somebody that's that, that's going to be able to lead the line when biscuits Bamford. He's uh, he's not available to us. Biscuits, Bamford. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I I like I think like Gilly said there, he starts every time if he's fit. I think even like eighty five percent fit, he starts. Um, <clears throat> I I know you're uh you're kind of sitting there smart and you're like oh fucking hell. no 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 like, I I, I, no, I, 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 I agree to to a degree you know but yeah. we'll come we'll come to me later. I, <laughs> I, I think he's lost his uh, the instinct for finding the net a lot quicker. He's he's reverted back to the Patrick Bamford where, when we bought him first, he was taking too many touches. He was getting caught up in trying to beat a man once too often, and in the second season we saw that was all but gone with the way he started just using instinct rather than trying to get that extra touch. You know, there was goals in that promotion season where he didn't even have to think about them. Even when we came up the season, we were up as well. He didn't even think about them like that. Like that goal against uh, his hat-trick goal against Villa in our first season up where he was surrounded by four of them. He wasn't thinking about what he was doing there. It was just being, it was instinct where to put it. Instinctive, yeah. You know, and he seems to have lost that where he's just, he's thinking too much about where he wants to put the ball and who he wants to beat and how he wants to do it. And for me, it seems that way. And maybe I've noticed now in the last, maybe two games, we've started shooting more as a squad. Um, and there is a lot of pressure on Paddy. I get that as well, you know? Um, but at the same time, if he kind of starts looking at how he was two seasons ago, and that's where he needs to be. He needs that just once he gets an eye for goal, just have it. Just have it. Like there was a goal against Fulham in our first season up. He had no right scoring it. He was so wide of the, the the six yard box. He had no right scoring it. But what did he do? It was instinct straight away. Didn't think about it. Knew what he wanted. One sticks so, out against Leicester as well, if you remember that yeah. one that came yeah. kind of came across his body and he volleyed it into yeah, far yeah, yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. A cracking goal. Again, instinct. 
that's it mm. like and he just needs to maybe just understand that that's what's going to get him the goals rather than doing too much work is it fear is it playing with fear is it fear or is it pressure and is it knowing that he's under pressure and he knows that he's got to influence the team in that mm. in that degree where he's, he's the main man up there and he must score goals is it that can does he does he buckle under pressure does he buckle under the the crowd the atmosphere do we put too much pressure on him because he were flying when we weren't there and he's just been average ever since we've come back. I mean, obviously, we've only seen him a handful of times last season. Mm. But he won the best striker in Championship. And then we got to Premier League and it just fucking exploded. He took off. He was absolutely fantastic. We, we, us lot, us assholes in stadium have come back and then all of a sudden <laughs> they can't chuff him play again. I, I, I don't think... Yeah, I, I don't think he's... I don't think he's got... <laughs> Like he's got the support of everyone in the ground. Like you can see the way, even even after he missed the penalty, everyone was still chatting his name. Even though there was a few disgruntled heads, obviously in the ground. Well, about thirty six thousand of them, perhaps. <laughs> um, but he's got that support, and I think with that support, the pressure should alleviate itself in a way. You know, you shouldn't like if you've got the support of all them people behind you. There shouldn't be any pressure if you're supported. There's there's pressure when you're nagged at and nagged at and nagged at to score goals. That's when the pressure and psycho- psychological side of things starts to fuck mm. people up. You know, in football, in any walk of life. But that's that's simply it. He's got support, so he's got he's got everything that he needs in his locker to be able to do it. He just needs to start being a lot more clinical. You know, I it's like I, like you said though with pressure, you build that pressure within yourself as well, and you expect mm. you know he'll. It, we've all played football to a certain degree, and we've all come back from injury or you know whatever, and we've never been the same when we come back. You might there's rustiness and and there's oh crap, I'm punching my mic here. There's rustiness, um, and and you're not on form and all that sort of stuff, and it takes you a little bit of time. We don't have loads of people watching us, and you know what it's like when you're trying harder. Some of the stuff that you'd probably able to done, the passes and, and, and that that instinct as a footballer, you know, if you've been playing for that long, you don't have it, and you're just trying to probably overthink stuff and maybe scared of making mistakes and scared of taking letting that instinct <clears throat> take over just in case you do fuck up, you know, massively. So, like like you said, you know, there's that mental side of it because um, he can play, hundred percent, he can play. Some of the stuff he does, his yeah. movement's still fantastic. The way he pulls players around out of position and he's. He's just brilliant. He's just missing that killer touch. And and for me, you know, I've been quite critical of him over the last few few weeks. For me, absolutely, a fit Patrick Bamford starts, no question. Mm. But he's not. And, you know, you can't argue with Rodrigo's um, form at the start of the season. That's quite clearly dwindled into, you know, shit out and been swallowed up by a black hole somewhere. But it's... How, how much more time do we? I give love him? how you build our players up. Yeah, no, yeah, just to follow that right, down again. Jed, <laughs> your fucking choice. Um, I just, I'd love him. To, I just, I just really want him. Me more, but possibly just the same as everyone else. You know, I, I love Patrick Bamford. I, I love what he's done for the club. I love where he's been. You know, he started at the bottom within us. He's, he's, he's taken us to to new heights and stuff. And it's just, mm. it's frustrating to see. As a fan, because you want you want the team to do well, but you've also got a little sneaky eye at the bottom of the league, thinking if we don't actually start pulling those fucking fingers out of our asses and scoring goals, we're going to be up shit creek without a paddle, and we are far off um, at this point in the season being exactly where we were last season, and we were scraping fucking relegation last season. We aren't that many points away now. 
with that many games. Rad says it's impossible to be in that situation again. So yeah, but he's a fucking idiot as you well. You can't forget that. He's a dickhead who decided not to sign a left back and a striker in uh, in summer. Yeah. So that says what you all you, you know you know what you need to know about him. But we can we can talk about it forever. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I would love to see a fit Patrick Bamford playing for Leeds United again. However, I think if we do not sign another striker in January, whether he be back up for Bamford, whether it be a direct rival, or whether it be he, he is our new number one striker, we need a striker in January. 100%. It's non-negotiable. If we can get Kakpo, get him. Otherwise, he's only he's only a couple of weeks, a couple of training sessions. Well, whether we do or whether we not, whatever. Fucking sign Leo Messi for all I give a shit. I don't care. Get someone who fits our system. Get someone who's on form and can score some fucking goals because he's only a couple of training sessions away from, oh, Bamford's injured again. Yeah, yep. no, I get that, yeah. So, oh, you know, absolutely. then we're back to square, square one and then we're relying on fucking Rodrigo and his silly pissing sponge air to score us goals. <laughs> I think just yeah. um, thank, thank, thanks for the bit on this, Matt. I'm just going to go through some of the comments because there are some that I've, I've not um, uh, I've not focused on because they were about Bamford and I knew that we had the poll results coming up. And, and um, although I wouldn't mind you talking about one or two of the other options, this this was the front runner. So um, Bamford was outsmarted by the Arsenal players delaying the taking of the pen. So absolutely, they were in his ear. They were in his ear all the way across. He'd picked the ball up early and he was making his way to the, the penalty spot and they were in his ear. Um, that were Gabriel as well. Uh, I I think a fit and firing confident Bamford takes that, uses it and makes sure he scores it. But they were in his ear and he's not a fit and fully firing Bamford. So mm-hmm. the question, not having a dig at Bamford, but if we get a penalty on Thursday, does Paddy take it? <laughs> Do you know what, right? When, when, like a couple of you, well, a couple of you, you both have said, you know, there were grumblings in the crowd and stuff. There weren't anyone like being that vociferous and saying, "Oh Christ, please God, not him." But there were a bit of it. We were like that sort of mumbling <laughs> in the crowd. And I, for one, were like, "Brilliant! He's gonna break his duck and he's gonna crack on, and it's a perfect fucking opportunity for him to to, to score more goals." I flip the coin. I'm thinking, shit is gonna miss. And that was definitely the heavier side of the coin, if I'm totally honest. And when he when he when he missed it, I just I just turned around and just went, I fucking knew it. I just knew it. I just had a feeling. And then when he stepped up to take the second one, I nearly walked out. <laughs> Did you fuck? I swear I got I nearly walked out. Like I can't take this. No. I'm go back can't, and take can't, and watch it. can't even throw your season ticket at the pitch anymore because you're fucking. No, you yeah, you got to throw your phone. <laughs> So I'll ask the question again. We're getting a penalty on Thursday. Does Paddy take it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's our nine. Yeah. You want yeah. your number nine wanting to take the penalty. If he wants to take it, he takes yeah. it. Yeah. And like... there's, a, there's, a, there's another comment just just here uh, mm. from from Al. As we saw under BL, so Bamford is a player in his confidence injecting all of the time. If we get a penalty Thursday and Bamford's not allowed to take it, it's ripping more confidence from him. Spot yeah, on. yeah totally absolutely agree. perfect. He'll doubt himself if he's not allowed to take it, and and if he just starts doubting himself, we need to buy two new number nines in January, and we know that's not going to fucking happen. So we'd love a pair of nines, wouldn't we, Carl? <sighs> pair of nines, man. <laughs> pair of nines. <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. Um, in the two. Not seeing anything specific to. No, oh, there we go. Agree. Other players need to chip in with goals to help Paddy, but ultimately he's paid to score for us. Mm-hmm. It's a fair shout. And Liam's comment, Bamford made a big difference in the second half. Needs to now start games. 
Took his caps lock off at end. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think I think we've uh, we've probably covered the the, the poll mm. uh, subject there. Um, I, I, for me, I, it's just that, like coming back to what you were saying, Smart. If it goes in off his ass, great. Mm. His name is on the score sheet, mm. and then it doesn't really matter how it happens, and then. You know, it can kick on from there. I think we really do need that, and that's why it's such a massive shame that actually a goal that he scored that was a decently, perfectly good goal, yeah, yeah. taken off him because uh, we really needed him to get it. Um, and just the last bit there is, if not Pat, then Click. Yeah, I think Pat needs to not be on the pitch for that to happen. But I, you know, I'd, I'd be happy with Click taking it. But if Pat's on, Rodrigo for me, Rodrigo belts him in. I don't think he's missed for us yet, Rodrigo, has he? I don't think so, no. Not that we've had loads of penalties, but... I'm going to say, we've not had many, have we? <laughs> no, he brought a flag against Wolves last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he scored a few. Yeah. He scored a few. But he, he, he hit the flag with the ball at Ardick, bro. No, no, he, he kicked, kicked the flag. Is that Steve Morrison? Flag went, fly, flag went flying, oh yeah. Okay, Christ. I remember seeing that. But, oh. Ah, yeah, yeah. I'm awake, I'm awake. What a moment. What pride. <laughs> What pride I felt when our number one striker, the shift, oh, had put it out for a throw to field. Poor old Billy Painter as well, Barndor Billy. <laughs> Fucking hell, we've had some disastrous nines. Like, but anyway, uh, Barndor Billy, I, you know, he, he was one of them that I think, if he'd have had an opportunity to play without any crowd, I think he'd have been fantastic. <laughs> he could idea. not handle the play behind closed doors. I bet he was an absolute yeah. animal in COVID. Yeah, yeah. Punt yeah. Punt is the worst striker I've seen um for us. When really? McDermott McDermott brought him, didn't he? I think yeah. actually. He was absolutely shite. <laughs> <laughs> like absolutely shit. I remember when he came on for Accrington Stanley, the very same game that um Berardi decided to scissor kick that guy on his debut. It went uh, Yeah, but he'd been fouled for this, so it should have been a yellow card. Well, yeah, exactly. It, it, the guy looked at him wrong. Um, but yeah, it, it would just... You are. Was Hunt with us at that game? I thought he left after yeah. the season. No, no, he was there. No, he was there, definitely. Uh, I don't think he was there for very much longer, but he came on. Um, and You honestly think that Hunt shit. was worse than Ricketts? At least oh, Ricketts maybe. had an England cap, didn't he? Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. Lasaga, 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 piss off, man! He had a right chuffing shot on yeah. him. Yeah, he, he needed to get in the box to fat. You know, <laughs> yeah, don't say blunt. it. It's a family show, Carl. It's a family it's show. A fat blunt, rein it in. <laughs> I um, I uh, fat blunt. <laughs> Just yeah. after thinking of that, carry on. No, I, <laughs> I, I've, I've got, I've got a stick with Ricketts there. I'm afraid. Quick straw poll, other than Lasaga, who, who in the comments do we think is the worst striker we've had? Um, Alan Smith's got to be up there. Oh, been a shit house. <laughs> did you see? Did you did you remember when we had uh, Brian McDermott on, and I would try my hardest not to absolutely rip into Kebe and fucking Cameron Stewart? Yeah, you're yeah. doing your best. I tried my absolute you really hardest. Your best, I really wanted to push his really buttons, did. but I thought, no, I can't. Because yeah. but I've got him to absolutely dross Brian. What were you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> but, to Hopefully be fair, he's not watching tonight. They played all right for him at, Le- at Reading. Oh, they, they did at Reading. Yeah. They did all right. Well, Hunt, Hunt yeah, would have Reading one, it and stuff, but 
I mean, you yeah. look at the. Uh, I mean, Connor Wicker. Me, he, he were cracking at Sunderland, and uh, yeah, but Butland, we played him on wing. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and we had Jack Butland. that went to Watford yeah. um, uh, and and played up front and scored thirty odd goals next season. We played him on wing as well, Marlon King. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus Christ! We I mean, right it was built like a striker. He was not built like a winger. We refused to play him up front, and he went and scored loads of goals for Watford. Yeah, mad at it. Speaking of playing positional changes, uh, what did you think to playing Harrison more central on Sunday? Didn't like. I it. like him up wing. Aye. I thought he put in. I, I thought he put in a lot, a, a lot of work. I, I don't want to say that that shift bit, but I um uh I, 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 he, he put in. A, a good game a, a worth of work but I like him at wing I if, if we're going to be yeah. as narrow as we're playing I'd prefer Aronson in behind Bamford yeah just I'm look sick. at how tricky he is when he gets in around that they're terrified to touch him absolutely yeah. terrified to touch him play him in that 10 role have him running at them fuckers all day long I'm not sure I, I so we, we said we said in the run up um, about Sinistera and him in, in, playing central even when he starts on the wing mm. I like Aronson so I, I said this at the weekend I think I'll get this right because it was me that said it so I'm trying to remember it but <laughs> I think Aronson is the bet. I think he's a better player when he plays through the middle but out of the players that we've got I think he's more effective for us on the right than anybody else mm. yeah. he started the season on right really well mm. but I think Sinistera is so tricky on the ball they can't get it off him if you play him in the, the ten with Aronson and Harrison on the wings, I, 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 do you know because he's drifting yeah. in there anyway, hmm. and and once I, the ball's gone in there, um, he, he keeps it. I said on last week's show that that I would have liked to have seen Sinistera play more central and have Aronson and Harrison on the wings, um, and and Rodrigo to start, and I nearly got everything I wanted. The the football gods were kind, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think I think I'd like to see Sinistera play more central. Try that as a, as well. Because he just, he, they just can't get ball off him. He's, he's That's just, literally he's what like I've just glued. said. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's like it's glued to his foot. Did I cut off again? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're repeating what I said last week. Yeah, but I didn't listen. listen. <laughs> well, that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put a recycle button and fucking cross your face. I am agreeing with you then. If, you know, it, it's one of those where if he's naturally going to drift inside anyway, and then that means that we're playing even more narrow. And there was a comment actually um, earlier on in, in, in the comments saying, um, somebody saying that they'd like to see Christensen get a bit further forward. I, I think that's right. And he'd give a bit more of that width if Sinister is going to drift inside. I think when he does drift inside and we don't get that width, for me, that's what Ailing would provide. But Christensen is going into the games. I think he's doing pretty well. Um, I think he played I think he played well against Arsenal. Yeah. I think he did well. Because you, you look at the the players that he's going to be playing against. And Martinelli. at the start of the season, you know, they've got Martinelli and they've got Saka on the wings and you're thinking, it's going to be tough that. Two, three games in, they're playing against him. They, you know, in from middle. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of pace there and plenty of good movement. So I think that the Marshall done really well. I'm going, mm. to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I think the entire defence played pretty well. That's not going out on a limb at all. I think that's a very first well, Even Robin. Really, I think. Even, Even Mr. Robin, 
Yeah. There were a couple of times. Do you remember the one that, that were a bit of an up and under and it spent ages coming down to him and he tried to take a touch and Jesus was on all over him? And I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, don't, don't, because I'm going to have to have a go at you then. Didn't he do all right out of it, though? Was it Cooper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looked like it was heart in the mouth. But, yeah, but, but, um, yeah he, he, he got away with that one. But in principle, I think the entire defence played pretty well against them. The marshalled. A pretty, yeah. a pretty difficult um, team to play against. They did pretty well. I can't think of any notable uh, efforts for Jesus at all. Like none. No. Like he was, he was very quiet. Saka, Saka had a good shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ballooned it over the first one, and then the second one was exactly the same fucking thing. And just when he <laughs> had a sight <laughs> set after it. that first really one, didn't get anywhere near it. Yeah. yeah, which is a shame because people. I've seen a few people saying that you know strike should have done better, but <laughs> there were no one in the stadium, no, especially anyone on the field that expected that. I mean, I've no. seen stills of it. You know, the, the balls are probably about six foot in front of uh, of uh, Rodrigo, and his back's literally his, his back legs literally touching his ass. Ready yeah. to fire this thing into orbit you know, into the <laughs> middle of nowhere. I just, every time I look at it, I just think, what were you thinking? What were but, you the thinking? De- but the defender was equally as far away from him, behind him, as the ball was in front of him. Yeah. He could have just taken yeah. a touch on the ball and played Aronson, who was literally, he played the pass into him and he'd made the run around the, the midfielder ready for the one-two. And then he just fucking... And that's one of the things person. that Rodrigo's best at. He, he's really yeah, good yeah. at that close... Yeah, that close yeah. pass and bringing yeah. people into the game. That, that, that's yeah, yeah. what he does. <laughs> it was, it was oh, playing a game I'm of how was your really touch with Stuick. These are my strengths. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm going to try and ping a fucking four-yard ball over to right-hand side. Of the pitch. To that man, right on the other side of the pitch, that's yeah. got a, a man on him. That doesn't One exist. nippiest dudes. We play narrow. You know. <laughs> but whatever. Well done. Baffling. Uh, Absolutely uh, baffling. Yeah. So, um, to move us on somewhat... Um, let's look forward to the upcoming games. So we've uh, bottom of the league, having played top of the league, um, Leicester, but Leicester, Leicestershire, uh, but we are away from home. Um, so Carl, I'm going to come to you first. From a position of looking down at a team, mm-hmm. as we are, as we go into this game, um. How confident are we about getting a result out of this one? I think I'm, I, I'd be honest, I'm quite confident about uh, a very positive result down at Leicester. Not just because of where they lie in the <clears> table <throat> or the fact that James Madison isn't playing. I think they will have to play football. They will have to come at us. And I think defensively, they're a lot more frail than we are at the moment. And I think... If we can find at least one player that can finish a ball off in that game, <laughs> um, I, I think we can win this. I think we can win it down at Leicester. They're they're the one like we can't be low on confidence after playing that well against against mm-hmm. Arsenal. There's no way you can go into a game after playing like that and think, Jesus, confidence low. How can it be low, lads? You you were unlucky not to get anything out of that game. Don't that that, that shouldn't be taken as down in your luck or anything like that, that should be taken as, as positively as you can because you're going to a team who are down on their luck. They're way down on their luck. And I think we, we will I think we will definitely get a positive result down there. They'll have to play football. They're at home. 
they can't sit back. They'll expect the away team to sit back on and and soak up pressure. I don't think we'll do that. Okay, so um, smarty, they are without um, that scummer, um, Johnny Evans, and uh, without Soyun Chu. Um, so, from a perspective of looking at their lineup and the way that they've been playing, I don't know if you've seen much of them. Um, okay, I'll, I'll I'll change the question then. Um, Madison's unavailable after a, a dive in the ninety fourth minute or whatever it was. Um, yes. Would you ask you this question? Would you swap his absence for Harvey Barnes's absence? Ooh, yeah. Because you can absolutely guarantee that if any fucker's going to score against us, it'll be him. Again. Oh, yeah. Mm, but then again, again, Madison will probably pop a free kick in because Melia can't save free kicks. So, I don't Yeah, I don't, I don't know. think he likes it's, him, does he? He doesn't like free kicks at all. Um, but Madison, being the player that he is, you know, that's that's brilliant for us because he is knocking on the door for England team as well. And, you know, he's playing very, yeah. very well at the minute. So, that's a massive, massive loss for them. So that's only an injection into our arm. You know, they've lost him. We could be more dominant in the in the middle of the park. Like Carl says, I can't I really honestly couldn't agree more with what Carl said already. You know, based on the performance against Arsenal, we have got to be fucking brimming with confidence as much as, you know, reasonably practicable here. Yeah. You know, let's be honest, because we're not absolutely bursting with confidence, are we? But after that performance on Sunday against Arsenal, we've really got to be going in with our tails up and looking to get a result. And I believe... You know, I strongly believe that we will get a result against Leicester. I really do. Okay. Um, so, just to look, I, I, I had a glance at the head-to-head. Um, 18 games, nine wins apiece, 29 Ooh. goals scored apiece, and only really? eight clean sheets in total. <laughs> wow, eight clean Six sheets in 29. Six, um, no, uh, no, um, Eight clean sheets in 18 games. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. So, nine wins apiece. Um, although, it doesn't give me any draws. So, oh, yeah, actually, it says out of 20 Premier League games. So, there's two draws uh, and then nine wins apiece. So, oh. out of that 20. That must be spanning quite a few decades as well, it must be. If it's all Premier League stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we've, we've kept one clean sheet in 16 <laughs> against them. <laughs> Um, and Liam B has gone a 2 0 lead. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at that. As soon as you said that, I looked over and I was like, ah, oh, Liam. <laughs> Rimming with positivity. Go on. Um, so um, before we move on, um, I will actually hang on a minute. I am Newton Bitter. Let's just get in here and uh, do a bit of this. Water, no better predictions. So before mm. we move on, we'll have a look at the Leicester predictions. So. Smarty, I'll come to you first. Oh, I think 2-0 to Leeds United. After Hang on, let me start. just run that again. Uh, <laughs> 16, <laughs> 16 Premier League games, one clean sheet. Uh, and that was a 2-0 away win in March 2002. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2-0 okay. Leeds. Fair enough. Carl? <laughs> going against us? Uh, 3-1 Leeds. Who's scoring for them, Carl? Harvey Barnes. <laughs> is, is Vardy available? Is he playing? Uh, I think he started at weekend. 
he's a little shit in it. Yeah, given that he does look like Stepto and he's in his 50s, um, yeah. hopefully the fact that he played Step at the weekend means <laughs> <laughs> that he won't play against them. <laughs> Looks like he lives at a tip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Harold! You've never heard him called Step Toe before. <laughs> yeah, no, I have. No, yeah, I, I have. Just, like, <laughs> I have not know why. Like, <laughs> um, and I've gone two-one leads, and I think it'll be Harvey Barnes as well. <laughs> I might put. Yeah. Um, In fact, if I put a bet on, he won't score. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you it's go. Measure well change your predictions right now. No, I'm good with that. Do it. Um, so across the, the last five games, Leicester have won one, drawn one, lost three. Um, I'm not going to say what we've done, but Fulham have won one, drawn one, lost three. Um, so we'll move on to Fulham now. Uh, Carl, mm-hmm. Mitrovic returned at the weekend, uh, scored on his return. I think they got two all. Bournemouth? Yeah, two, two. Um, it, yeah. yeah, so... Where's your where, where's your where's your head at on this one, Carl? Where's your head at? Where's uh, your head at? I, th- I think uh, Silva's got them playing quite well. To be fair, um, obviously they they had a few sketchy kind of open games where they didn't really play too well. But they seem like they're where they are on the table. You know, they're only a win ahead of us. Like, but you know, I I. <sighs> Mitrovic is one that obviously will concern us as Leeds fans because he's a dick. <laughs> and, and, um, uh, like, and he's I, already scored seven. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, I think that run of form that he was on, that'll I, I, I'd like to think that'll come to a, a bit of a halt. Like um, He has patches. It's, he didn't have a patch last time they were up, so... You know he's he's lucky to get the seven. I think he won't get any higher than maybe. How long's he been out for with injury? It was out for geez, a couple of months. Not a couple of months. No, couple, he's not uh, a couple of months. About two or three, Literally. two or three weeks. Played nine. Yeah. yeah. Has he? Yeah. He's played nine and scored Has seven, he? so he can't have been out for that long. Yeah. Oh, no. Um. So I think. Uh, don't try and contain Mitrovic in uh, a one-on-one basis because he's just going to he's just going to bully and he'll be throwing elbows all over the place and he'll be doing his usual Mitrovic type fucking stuff going on. Um, but I think other than that, it's it's going to be a difficult game. I think against Fulham more so than I think we should probably expect from Leicester, in my opinion. They they'll come to play football. So you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would like to think so. Um, I hope they do um, because yeah. we've seen what what happens when teams like that come and just sit, you know, at the back and just don't don't try to play football. They'll just throw themselves on the floor. But I don't think they like that. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know, me. I'd like to see Cooper against Mitrovic. I mean, you know. I remember Ben White having quite a few good games against Mitrovic. Yeah. Um, but obviously we don't have Ben White anymore because he's a prick and he fucked up. But he's a right Liam back. Cooper, Luke, I think Liam Cooper's um yeah, now he's a yeah, now he's a right back at Arsenal. Um but I think Liam Cooper's got it got it within him to do a good job against Mitrovic. I, I really do. You know, because they've, they've he's got enough experience against you know playing against him, you know, probably more so than any other striker in the league, dare I say. 
So I, I, I quite fancy Cooper against Mitrovic. Um, I don't think we'll see that matchup. Do you know? No. I think he's the perfect play. If you're playing Robin Cock, he's the perfect player to play against him. He's strong. Maybe he's so. good in air. Um, so. If he's marking a man, he doesn't have to read the game. So that's what I was well, just all, wrong, yeah. play all he's doing is yeah. So all he's doing, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, if if you just stand on him because Mitrovic is not going to drop off. He's not going to go into midfield. He's not going to lose his man. He's going to play number nine. He's going to stay up there and he's going to say, "I'm going to be better than you." And so you've just got a straight match up. And I think out of all maybe. of our defenders, he, he, he's probably our best equipped to deal with that. I don't know me. I don't know me because you saw Cooper against you know um, Antonio especially. Even Cresswell played bloody well against Antonio. But I think I don't know. I, I think hopefully you're right. You know, but I'm not really. I won't really say that as as Cox one of one of his strengths is is that. But I don't really look at him. I don't scrutinize him as much as you are or you do. You know, um, so maybe you pay more attention to our cop. Never mind, I'm talking him up here. I'm, I'm saying this is. I know that's what I'm saying. It's a bit I weird. It's a bit weird. Um, I don't Cock know. Just bastard. Luring me. Luring I know me. he hates him, doesn't he? <laughs> he absolutely he hates him. I don't hit cock. I, I think he's a cracking player. I just don't know whether that he's got that sort of skill set to deal with a powerful, strong number nine, but we'll see. Hopefully. Which is weird. You're going to have egg on your face, and I'm going to have egg on my face. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I think I think if if you look at if you look at the way that they line up and the way that that, that their attack kind of deals with the game, I think um, especially if you're going to continue playing strike, um, you've got strength. What you don't really have is pace, and therefore, for me, the reading of the game is the most important thing, and that's what Cooper does. So he'll read the game, he'll see the danger, and I wouldn't because of that and because of his ability to see the danger before it happens and snuff it out. I think he's more important to be the player that's dropping off while Cock picks up the their nine. So that, that's that's why that's what I would do. I'm not an elite coach in the Premier League. So uh, we'll see what our elite coach does. But we've both got better credentials than David the Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Or to know better's better or to know oh, I can't fucking speak for that. Very own Brendan Scott. <laughs> Uh, play clip from the start to shit out Smitrovic. He gets a red early on. Leeds win if we can find the onion bag. <laughs> I'd rather find the back of the net now, if I'd be perfectly honest with you, Brent. <laughs> Sorry. Um, right. Okay. So, um, in terms of score lines, I've captured Batty's Magic Sponge 3 0 Leeds prediction. Um, Smarty, I'll come to you first this time. Hmm. Do we know who's refing? Oh, I don't. Does it get announced this early? I think it should Possibly. be. Less than a week to go, in it, so it should be. Unless they do it um, on a on a game by game basis, whether it's released a- just Anthony Taylor. BBC don't have the. Oh, is it Anthony Taylor? Shit. Yeah. They were getting talked yeah. up about his performance in in the Liverpool game, weren't they? I did. Uh, yeah. yeah, they were full of praise for him, weren't they? He's probably he's probably best of a bad bunch, really. And if I don't know, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one nil Leeds. Now I'm gonna go a very very squeaky bum two one to Leeds. 
it's going to be died like a tiger. I think it's going to be tight. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be tight. Well, let me get this right. On aggregate against Leicester, you're going five one away from home. Uh, but against Fulham, you're going three one at home. On aggregate, the okay. two of you put together. No, the oh, two of you put right. together. Okay. We've got we're scoring five and conceding one away at Leicester, mm-hmm. and we're scoring three and conceding one at home against mm. Fulham. Yeah, Fulham are a much better football team than than Leicester. Leicester are dross, and that's probably why we'll probably lose. But <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they, Fulham won't give a shit how how they play against us at Elland Road. <clears throat> Leicester will give a shit how they play at Leicester. So I think you know I think we'll have a tougher game on our hands. I think they'll be harder to break down Fulham. Mm. So, but who knows? Like, we're we're less... just merely podcasters. We know nothing. Leicester do yeah. have to come and play football, like so. That's that's why I'm quite yeah quite. I've gone four one. I think we steamroll Fulham. Oh jeez, fucking hell! <laughs> what did you put for Leicester? <laughs> What's your, what's your fucking aggregate score then <laughs> over the two games? It must My be aggregate now. score over two games is 6-2. I've gone 2-1 against Leicester uh, and 4-1 against Fulham. <laughs> oh, well. Craziness, madness. I'm going to put a bet on for you as well, 4-1. So I've got yeah. Barnes to score against us and 4-1 at home to Fulham. <laughs> I'll buy you a Greg's pasty if they come in. There you go. That's, that's all I'm offering. Oh. What would you go? Uh, I might go with a chicken bake. It's got to be sausage, right, and cheese. Actually. What are you, five? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just have taste. <laughs> if you taste, you wouldn't be eating in Greg's, man. Let's be honest. Come on. <laughs> oh, come off it now. <laughs> when you're stuck. Heathen. Greg's. How dare you? How fucking I eat dare there. You? I'm not fucking <laughs> slagging it that much. I, I'm not going to read this comment out. I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. Greg's. That's not something I, that anyone God. on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not reading it out. Make it go. Uh, Stop being a sponge, Batty's magic do sponge. The, <laughs> do, do the fucking not a magic sponge. Thing. It's a fun sponge. Yeah, yeah a fun, fun sponge. sponge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it, right? So, Batty's magic sponge. You have become a bit of a regular. If we win, or if we get points from both teams, you have to in the comments next week. You have to change your name to Fun Sponge. Yeah, but <laughs> to Batty's be fair, he has gone three nil leads at, against Fulham. <laughs> Jesus, he's just bringing us down. He, he's just, he's up just scared. He's not he's saying that like we're going to. Game. He's gone a three nil win. <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing I wouldn't say. I just I wouldn't say it now. Like, I'm just like no. I'd rather just say than that. Yeah, but last season you wouldn't predict. Yeah, but that's better than saying shit like that, isn't it? Oh, there you go. 100%. It's Fun Sponge next week, if that's the case. Locked in. (laughs) (laughs) Screenshot that shit. Get Brett Bremner's ghost there. (laughs) (laughs) Baddy, why'd you like that? It's so bad. Okay, so um, looking forward then. So uh, in terms of upcoming podcasts, we have our aftermatch, Berardi and Coke. I think... I think I saw talk that that might happen Saturday morning for the Leicester game. Yeah. Well, it's like everything in our group chat. Things get said and nothing gets agreed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so who knows? It I mean, to be fair, the two guys that are doing the BNC for Leicester are right, pricks. 
So it might not happen at all. <laughs> yeah, do you know what, right? This could potentially be my first BNC of the season. I've not done one. I've not done a single one. It's criminal. Oh, um, well, then we're definitely... Yeah. Carl has, but only because I bullied him into staying on with me and Jay. Carl and... I was on the bus uh, for that one. Did, well, no, that was from outside pub last week, didn't they? Both yeah. huddled together. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Like two old men um, I must stop drinking beer. Like, oh, what did you think of that one? Yeah, it was cold, so, you know. <laughs> so just, before we, uh, just before we finish off, does anybody have a no, no bitter? Oh. You know, I... Um... Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, focus. Roll VT. Uh, Roll VT. no bitter! <laughs> With Rachel Adadeji! Go on, Carl. I, I want to know why the video. fuck it took them 30 seconds to ban Jesse Marsh from the sideline and fine him 10k, and now they've given Klopp time to fucking go on and appeal his shit. I'm sick of the bullshit. The top six bias happening again. He was in the guy's face. If you did that outside a pub, a bouncer would knock your ass out and tell you to go home. How has he gotten away with such a fucking light penalty at the moment? Dickhead. I have no time for that shit. He needs to be made an example of, fuck it. Fuck him. Throw the book at him. Five-game touchline ban. Let him fuck off with his big, shiny turkey teeth. And he can fuck off. There you go. Turkey teeth. It looks like he's gone over to Turkey to get his teeth done, the fucking horse ass. Horse face motherfucker. Like, fuck him. (laughs) I'm sick of that shit, man. No, look, did you see how aggressive he was towards the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. linesman? It doesn't matter. Man? It doesn't matter. Like, there's a still because... picture of him standing over him like that. Going, yeah, but he referees know? games. We saw what happened with Yeah, Stroy. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was literally going to say Bullshit, the same thing. Man. He can do whatever he bloody well wants to because he's Jurgen Klopp, the best manager in the world, with it's the shittiest smile. <laughs> yeah. Fucking like that. That's essentially all I had to it's say. Nice that was fucking, that was, that was a horse manure, man. Absolute fucking bullshit. But anyway, if anyone else has a problem with that, you get it if you want. No, no, I totally agree with you. <laughs> no, I mean, I totally don't think agree. there's anybody in the comments that's ever been on this podcast. I don't think there's anybody that would ever uh, stand up in defense of Klopp. Yeah. I, I will say that there were some people um, that, that appreciated him when he first came because mm-hmm. he kind of wanted as dickish, uh, but he really yeah. is now. So nobody's oh, going to be sticking up for him. He's a hundred percent better now, like hundred yeah. percent. Well, he's just he's just ingrained himself within the fabric of that club, aren't he? Yeah. You know, he's a proper whining bastard. <laughs> a whining bastard. One hundred percent. Just like all of their fucking fans. Yeah, that's it. You man. know, I don't I don't want to say the V word. I don't want to say the V word. But they are. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, you're gonna get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bunch of whining bastards. Fuck them. One hundred percent. Can't argue with that. I like the way we test the limitations of what we can fucking say on this podcast. Sometimes. We'll say the C word and everything else like, quite happily, quite merrily, say whatever we like. But the V word is off bounds. Off limits. I'd like to talk one, just, just one thing a, a little bit about um, uh, the Rafinha uh, situation over at Barcelona. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, <laughs> without sounding like too much of a complete dick. Oh, that fucking shit happens, mate. Suck it up. You decided to move away from Leeds. This is what happens in football. That's life, you know. Yeah. And uh, same to that fucking Phillips as well. 
you know, she happens. Grass and I was greener. The question I mean, of I, I, um, do we feel sorry for him? I, I, I don't feel sorry for him in terms of the choices they make. It, it's a shame yeah. that Phillips is injured. Mm. But the only difference it would make would be he'd be sat on the bench instead of sat in the physio. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Rafinha died for our club. He put everything on the line for our club. And it's a shame that he managed to get his dream move, whatever anyone thinks about it. But I don't care. He's not part <laughs> of our club anymore. Shit He's happens. not part of our club anymore. Move on, seeing a fucking bit. There's people like, oh, should we go back for him in January? No, fuck off. We've got I saw a really there. weird one today that was um, uh, tagged in. I think tagged Rads and said, uh, "We need a left back." And Rafinha's uh, not happy at Barca. Why don't we go get him? Nah. Well, that Facebook comment by any chance? Playing at left back. Yeah, that one's weird. Fucking hell! <laughs> but with the carbon, yeah, the carbon situation, though, <laughs> the carbon situation's different in it. I mean, we've we've all said enough probably about you know what we're thinking and stuff, but you know he engineered a move away from the club, and um, so yeah. fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Does he ever? Really? Will he ever have legend status at, uh, at Leeds? Ever or iconic? Which one of them? Both of them? Either of them? Either of them? Um, I think that um, if Calvin retires, having never gone to the scum potentially played abroad a bit, it'll be highly thought of. We can mm. fuck off at the minute, the mercenary bastard. But, um, like Viduka-esque, or maybe, you know. Yeah, a, a Kelly, maybe. Kelly sort of, David Batty sort of thing. Mashing probably not to that level. Higher. Kind of yeah, in that maybe. kind of in that next level in that down. Area. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, um, came back for us. Quite at that level. Yeah, yeah. And he played through one of our best periods in our history for, you know... For and and that, that's another point, actually, is if he comes back, mm -hmm. if, if he gets past his injury issues and he comes back in three, four seasons' time and plays well for us, yes, he'll definitely be highly thought of by the fan base. Mm -hmm. um, at this point in time... the same thing with Blackburn, though. They were the they were money FC back in the day, you know... For, you know yeah, League, Jack Walker's he, millions. He did exactly the same We shipped thing. him. Yeah, no, like, we, we didn't, I don't think he engineered. He didn't engineer a move away from the club like like that shit. And that's the difference. That does make that a, difference. a difference. Yeah, possibly. yeah. It, it made a massive difference to me personally. If you if we want to found out that he actually sought out to move away from Ellen Road, yeah, and didn't yeah. play that well in the games preceding the end of the season, that made a massive difference to me. Huge yeah. difference to me. I'd um, agree. But with Rafinha, Rafinha absolutely fought tooth and nail, put everything on the line tried his hardest it meant everything i mean for christ's sake he would he would bloody crawling across a pitch playing you know paying homage to his gods or whatever you know that's yeah. what it meant to him he fought for this club yeah. you know and, and you look at that goal that he set up for joffe how many other players towards the end of the game run run his blood to water because he did he were working hard would have yeah, just yeah, yeah. that would have just gone Hoofed out it. for a goal kick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. hoofed it straight up at bar or whatever yeah. as well yeah and but, but obviously they've got over to Spanish wankers Barcelona who were just an absolute bunch of pricks. I, I fucking hate Barcelona now. Actually, I did I did um, make a comment you know, on that one. It, it was uh, something like um, somebody chooses to join a, a poisonous club that 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 everybody else can see is a really really bad idea, and it, it turns out like it's a poisonous club and it were a really bad idea. I mean, has he been playing that badly though? Seriously, when I've watched him, he seemed to play okay. One he goal has, in nine or ten. Yeah, he's not a striker. He's not forward, is he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's forward. He's not a striker, yeah. 
But look, got, look, you know, look what he did for us in his first season, man. He had 12 goals and fucking 14 and 15 assists, you know, in his first season. But he has been getting subbed a lot as well. So although he's been starting, he's been getting subbed a lot. So the, the, the point I'd made, sometimes a club that's been mismanaged for years and is so plainly obviously poisonous and a bad choice for anyone to sign for, miraculously turns out as a bad choice for somebody to sign for. It was never going to go well. I didn't no. think it was ever going to go well. No, when no, you, when no. you look at the, the position that Frankie de Jong were in, or what, 17, 18 million, or 30 million, or, or what, yeah. I think P, were PK 18 million and de Jong were 30 million, or some at mad, they are, they are tens and tens of millions out to the players. Hmm. You've got to be mad to sign for him in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've got to be mad to fucking sell to them. How are we getting that money? Like, I mean, come on. Like, you've got well, to be mad yeah. to sign for them, but we've got we've to be it, mad. Apparently. To... Oh, Have we? Yeah, but anyway, apparently so, yeah. Well, the first bit of it was a massive payment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's just whether okay. we get the rest of it, but it's like if there's a legal binding contract where it says there's so many percentage is going to go up if you don't pay this date and that date, then they're going to be absolutely fucked, aren't they? Yeah, and it's a legal matter then. Yeah, but we talked about that before, yeah. and it's not like banning somebody that's going to be driving without insurance and without tax and without, without a license. Yeah, that's it. You ban them, and then what's it going to happen? They're just going to carry on doing it. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They did right. They did right. The club did right by Rafinha, didn't they? I mean, they were pretty much a done deal with Chelsea, wasn't it? You know, or, um, Rads had agreed to it. You know, he was going to Chelsea. They'd accepted his sixty million pound offer or whatever it was, but they did. They stood by him and let him go to Barcelona. So, I'd rather that, to be fair. I'd rather yeah. that than play against him. Well, he said same, didn't he? Rafinha said he didn't yeah. want to play for anyone in Premier League other than Leeds. Yeah, so, which you think. Might, anyway. That might not be true, but we'll lap it up, don't we? Well, absolutely. <laughs> fucking love it. Until he signs for City next season. Fake shit. <laughs> Give me your fake nostalgia. <laughs> Swallow it up. Right, okay. So, um, we'll be back here at some point next week um, after we've done the two B and Cs. Um, I think Fulham will be Sunday night. Yeah, I may not be on Saturday morning. Maybe. It, yeah, it might be Saturday morning, it might be Sunday night, it might be Monday night, and then a, we'll be, be enjoying the job. Tuesday. Hey, we may as well. Like, who's going to watch Soccer AM anyway? It's gone to the fucking dogs, so just come on and watch <laughs> me and Smarty Talks, right? I yeah. am either. Um, so, yeah, on that note, um, let's go out and pump two shit teams, get to six points, we'll get back into the main pod next week, and we'll all be laughing. Yeah, man. Works for me. It. Sweet. Cheers, everybody. Lots of better excited to announce a new partnership. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, 
people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to another Auto Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. We have three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.